0: Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone, welcome to Marketing Made Easy. I'm anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary and you are listening to our podcast. Marketing Made Easy, which for oh shit. But you know what? Weird, like before we just hit record, we were just having a talk, Anna and I about the menopause and perimenopause and is oh, affecting me there's, <laughs> there's evidence for you her time as well hey I've got a pain in my tongue <laughs> now my tongue. I've been listening to the Davina book which I've just been saying and everything that's gone wrong now I just blame on perimenopause and I've had a pain in my toe and I'm like perimenopause yes. Hi, Yeah. anyway okay. hello Anna how are you yeah I'm good thank you what about you <laughs> from your toe I'll be fine I'll be fine on about day five of my period <laughs> on year five of the <laughs> when It's, like it's not on. enough hormone replacement in the world to help me, but I've got to make a start. Get going on it. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, today we've got an awesome podcast for you. So we had a chat with Jen all the way over from Dubai. So as you know, or you might not know, but um, Anna and I have been busily setting up an arm of Get Suffer Club in Dubai. And so we kind of have been concentrating on a lot of things to do with Dubai and the complicated process that that's been and we thought if we're honest we thought it would be a lot more straightforward than it is and I think part of the problem is you see things like starting a business um operating a business starting a bank account through the only framework we've ever had which is the UK and how actually relatively easy it is to do that here but it's not yeah. the same at all so you know we've struggled and um, Jen has got an awesome business with a network of fantastic women and actually helps them with all things business related so I think it's one of those things where it's just grown and grown she's got loads of trainings and we had such a great chat with her and it's interesting isn't it because Dubai was never a place that really appealed to me for a lot of reasons but one of them being you know their treatment of women but as a woman Jen has been there for 14 years and is absolutely singing its praises so it was interesting really interesting to chat to her yeah so anyway without further ado let's get into it If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm Jen Blandos.
1: I am the founder of Female Fusion. Female Fusion is the UAE's largest community for female business owners. So we have a wider community of 30,000 female-owned businesses in the UAE and then we have a paid membership which has 800 female-owned businesses and at the moment our membership has been focused on the UAE but we are actually taking our membership global as well because we have so many people internationally who are saying can we be
0: part of your community. That's awesome. So what do you, what do they get for being part of it?
1: So as part of the membership, we have a online community. So we have an online membership portal, which gives you access to everything that you need to know to run a business. And our big focus is that it it basically needs to be a place, whether you're starting, building, growing, or scaling your business. So whether you have no idea and you're trying to figure out how to run a business all the way up to somebody who's had a business for 10, 20 years. So we have an online portal that has that. We have a number of networking sessions, so either face-to-face or online networking. We have a business directory, we have the a, a business directory for female business owners. So if you want to find a female owned business, we have that and everybody in our membership gets a premium listing for that. We have highly vetted networking as well. So we give people the opportunity to kind of connect and collaborate. We help promote our businesses to get press coverage. We get contacted a lot by media. So we often put forward our members for media interviews, for speaking at events and conferences. We give them opportunities to present masterclasses. And it's really just a really beautiful place to network and connect with other like-minded women and we say that if you're a woman and you own a business so long as you're nice and you're supportive <laughs> that this is a place for you and it is yeah. like really our view is it's for nice it's for nice women and yeah. nice women who want to help lift everybody else up as well
0: yeah it sounds great so how did you come to set it up what's your background
1: so i've been a business owner for over 20 years i've been an entrepreneur i first set up my business in London. And when I set up my first business, I wasn't planning on being a business owner. I was kind of an accidental entrepreneur. I moved to London after having lived all over Europe and I couldn't find a job. And I was really surprised by that because I thought I have international experience. I had been working for PR agencies. I worked for royal families. I'd done like lots of big stuff. And I went to London and the response I kept getting was, you don't have London experience and you don't have a British accent.
0: <laughs> that is oh, And God, I was really? like, I thought, I thought, thought you were going to say, you yeah. Qualified or something. Yeah. Like no, that.
1: no. I was like, I seriously had like three people say to me, yeah, but you don't sound British. Nobody's going to hire you. I was like, Oh, okay. That's Um, not the same now, though, is it? No, 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 no. And look, I've had businesses in the UK for over 20 years. I still own a business in London as well. But, you know, the thing that I was told that they weren't going to hire me before became my greatest strength, right? But international people want to work with me. And the international people like the fact that I was in the UK and I kind of gave them access to that market, but that I was kind of international. And so that that kind of became what I did. And I first started with a PR agency and I had a PR agency in London, Brussels and Dubai. And then I added to that, I created a training company and I focused on international communications and PR, media training, public speaking training, all of that sort of stuff. And so that really grew. And within the first 18 months, I went from just being me to having 15 people working for me and more than seven figures. in Wow, past. that is
0: fast growth, um, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And so I started with that and then added a, a company in, in Brussels and then I went over to the GCC region and set up an office in Dubai in 2008. And it's just, you know, I... I really grew from that. Now in 2020, the story of female fusion and where that came from is that in 2020, there's this group called female fusion. It was a Facebook group and it was actually set up by somebody else. It wasn't by me. And she'd come to me and 2020 and said, Do you want to help me turn this into a business? And we all know what happened in 2020. We weren't that busy. (laughs) So, you know, I was like, Yeah, okay, why not? I like setting up businesses. So I took that Facebook group and monetized it and turned it into uh, into a membership. It was the first time I had taken something and turned it into a membership. So that was very interesting to go and do that and um so we were business partners for about a year but then we found she didn't live in the uae and so much of what we needed to do was you know kind of in the uae so i bought her out over a year ago and i've been running the business since then so we have a paid community of over 800 members and what we find is that it's the power of community right and it's so beautiful to be able to help and support people. We have connections to so many people that can help you with your business, right? So for example, I always look at it and it's like, how can we help? Where are their problems collectively that we can find solutions to those problems? So one of the first things that I always heard was payment gateways. And you know, like my bank, my payment gateway, how do I sort that out? So we partner with Stripe and we work with Stripe and Stripe supports all of our female business owners, we probably Well over 600 of our members are actually on Stripe now and Stripe really supports our female business owners. The same thing with shipping. Another common thing was shipping. I can't get good shipping. It can't be reliable. So I went to the biggest shipping company in the country, which is Aramex. And, you know, I said to them, please, can you help our businesses? But we need a really good deal. So AirMix gave us 45% off for Mm -hmm. all of our members, which is, I said to them, I'm like, nobody gets a better deal than us. (laughs) Uh And they were like, okay. (laughs) So we have... The power of um, the collective, though. It's the power of the collective. And I'm constantly looking at it and going, how can we collectively find... A solution to that and also
0: having someone that will just go and ask the question and kind of have the nerve to go right I've got these group of awesome business people what can you do for us
1: yeah and I ask a lot (laughs) so you know I'm constantly you know I'm constantly having those conversations about how can you help us? How can, you know, whether it's like a discount or a better service, what is it that they can do to make it easier for women to run a business? It is harder for women to have a business and to go and run a business. And we're constantly looking at that and seeing what problems can we solve collectively? You know, it's even things like procurement, women-owned businesses get 1% of procurement opportunities globally. How is that okay? Mm -hmm. You know, we get 2% of funding globally. Like, you know, and you hear from people go, well, you know, why female fusion and not male fusion? And it's like I'm happy to have it like everybody fusion when we have equality. But Mm -hmm. right now we don't have equality and we don't have support in the same way. So we need to find ways that we can collectively support women to make things better for them and easier to run a business
0: definitely so we recently set up an arm of Get Savvy Club in Dubai which we in all honesty thought was going to be easier than it actually turned out to be and it's taken like longer and we've had to jump through different hoops and bloody blah so People understandably be nervous about having a business in Dubai because of, you know, the, the cultural issues and things like that. So what can you recommend about having a business in Dubai? Why does it work so well for you and all your members?
1: First of all, you should have joined Female Fusion because have done. it helped you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> really
2: so, to be to you, fair to be fair how I found out about you Jen was because we was like banging ahead head against like a brick wall and then somebody sent me to the Brits in Dubai Facebook and then it was a lovely lady in there that said what you guys you is have to, to find out about Jen yeah so I have to find out who that yeah. was and let you know so that's the very first time that I got in touch with you to try and set this up that was off the back of that so yeah we do wish All you right. knew, have known you before but <laughs> yeah. somebody no, still in that Brits in Dubai group good. yeah yeah. Yeah,
1: because you know, look, it's not easy, but it is easy. Mm. And unfortunately, so for example, in the UK, We're used to, you know, you can go on to gov.co.uk and you can find out the answer for everything. You can go on to Companies House and you can know how to do it. Now, the challenge that we have in the UAE is that there's no corporation tax yet. Corporation Mm -hmm. tax is coming in June. How does the government make money? The government makes money by trade licenses and permits and government fees and all of those sorts of things. What traditionally happened is you have seven mainland zones, which is one for every emirate across the country. And then you have over 50 free zones around the country and free zones were initially set up so people could have 100 percent ownership. So when you first come to this country and you look at that, like if you come with your perspective of the UK, and this happened to me 14 years ago. Because that I was you like, got, really. Of course, right? Yeah. You know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. so I as well came and I, look, I screwed it up the first time as well. And that's why I'm so passionate about making sure that women set up the right business that's going to work for them, because oftentimes what happens is people turn up in the UA and they go, right, where's the cheapest trade license? How can I set up my business the cheapest way that I possibly can? And that is completely the wrong way to do it in this country, because in the UK or in a number of countries you register your business with the government and then you can go off and trade and do whatever you want in this country you need to get a trade license and it needs to be relevant for the activity that you're doing or activities that you're doing and what happens is that a number of people will set up a business not understand that and get a Trade licenses maybe kind of what they're doing, but maybe not fully. And then find out that they can't trade with that trade license, that they can't open up a bank account. And what they don't tell you is that when you open up a, a business here, that you need to pay pretty much the same amount as you paid to open it, to close it. So there's a whole which is a few of, thousand,
0: isn't it? It's not. it's, eh, not,
1: it's no. about ten thousand. You're looking yeah. at about ten thousand dirhams to close a company, at least. Those sorts of things can be really frustrating. But so the thing that I say to people is that you need to be really clear on what it is that your business is doing. You need to know where your clients are going to be or where you think your clients are going to be and maybe where you want them to be in a couple of years to make sure that that trade license that you're getting is going to help you do that business so for example like a lot of people go to a free zone because they think oh i get 100 percent ownership and they'll do something like set up an e-commerce business so the rule with the free zone is that you're supposed to trade within the free zone or internationally So you have people, they'll set up an e-commerce business in a free zone and think that they're going to be shipping a product to people around the country. That's illegal. You can't do that. Mm. And so then they actually have to hire another company to basically do the fulfillment of their e-commerce business. So now they're paying so much more money, they might as well have paid a little bit more and gotten that mainland license in the beginning but you don't know that right and so and you don't know where to go and you do a google search and people sometimes don't know about female fusion so we have for example on our website we have lots of fact sheets we have lots of information we have downloads on different things we have a 14 page document on how to get a business bank account in this country because you know again in the uk you just go and you apply you apply online and within a couple of weeks Really on
2: happier.
1: your phone, on your phone, exactly, right? yeah, um, and you can do that now. There's a couple of banks, so Weo Bank and Emirates Development Bank. You can apply online over your phone, but a number of banks you can And some people it takes up to six months to go and get a bank account. So we cover all of that within the Fusion Circle. So we like we don't set up the company for you, but we have a number of businesses that are highly vetted and recommended that can support you with that. Also women-owned, which is brilliant. I mean, if there isn't women-owned businesses, we also know other ones that are very supportive of women-owned businesses. And we also have a number of digital courses as well. I just signed off on another one, which is three hours about understanding how to set up a business in the UAE. (laughs) You know, and it shouldn't be like that, but it is. So you need to understand
0: how to do that you're never going to know everything yourself but then how do you know to trust whoever you've asked if you've just googled them but if you're in a community where people are vetted and you can you know freely ask questions and they've got like no skin in the game as it were to help you and just be honest with you then that's so so valuable when you're in business yeah And I
1: always say as well that you should be getting two to three quotes for anything. Yeah. Because who I like or who I use might not be relevant for you. You just might not have a good connection with them. Yeah. So we always say to people as well that you want two or three quotes of people and then you decide who you think is going to be the best fit for your business.
0: Yeah. So you were saying before we started recording that you went out to Dubai for 12 months for a, a work reason and have been there so far 14 years. What is it that has kept you there? What do you love about it?
1: I think that this is the best country, hands down, anywhere in the world to have a business, and as a female business owner. And withstanding all of the discussion that we had about, well, it can be a bit difficult to understand how it works, that it is incredibly supportive for female business owners. And if you speak with women, especially those who have had their business in the UAE for a number of years, they will say to you that they get access to opportunities here that they would never get in their home country. And they get, you know, the flexibility and the freedom to do things and to try things that you might not necessarily get to do in other countries. So, for example, this government in the UAE is very entrepreneurial and they are very supportive of business and their mentality is try it, you know, it might not work. But try it. And when speaking with our businesses, so many of them have opportunities to do things like to work with multinationals, to work with government, to try different things that they never would have had the opportunity to do in other countries. So that is really cool in itself. Also, as well, that, that people do complain and say, well, the government isn't providing funding. Look, the government provides funding to citizens of the country and I think that's completely fair if you're the same thing that if you were a citizen of your own country that you would be eligible for funding as well but what they don't provide in funding that they provide in maybe access to programs or access to networks or you know even as well with female fusion we're independently funded obviously but our big focus is having that network in the connection with other business owners and this country the way that the country is run that e- economically it's growing. We're predicted to have 4% growth by the IMF this year. Any other countries in the world have that? No. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like you look at like the UK, Europe, I've just come back from being in America and Canada. and everybody's like so scared of having a recession and saying you know that business is slowing down and they're you know tightening their belts and they're not going to events and they're not doing networking. I'm like really? It doesn't feel like that in Dubai <laughs> and so many people are coming to the UAE because they see the opportunities that exist here
2: which is probably why you set up a business here
0: yeah definitely. yeah we need to visit before the end of the year yeah. as well so hopefully we can meet you face to face
2: yeah I do know what you mean as well like when because you were saying like before we before we went live about how it's changed just in obviously it's changed massively in the 14 years you've been there but even yeah. in the last five I went to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix in 2017 and then I was there we were in Dubai obviously this year and I can see the difference just in that short space of time so where do you think it's it's going to be going in terms of change or like in the future?
1: Just continuous innovation and it is the just the vision of the country and I've had the privilege of being here for 14 years and I have seen just how much this country has grown and how willing they are to try so many things that You know, for example, e-government, when the government was talking about this 15 years ago, people were kind of like, yeah, 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 okay, they say that they're going to be world class. Let me tell you, like, we do everything online for running our businesses, for, you know, even personally engaging with the government how many countries do you have that, that you don't have to turn up to a government office, or, you know, even just like the thinking of how do we make it easier for people to live here? How do we make it easier for businesses to to run? And the thing that's really cool is that they're, they like to have the conversations, they like to hear from you. So I think that what we will see and I'm seeing it already, is that from a business perspective, the UAE will be seen as one of the top global destinations to own a business. You know, 15 years ago, people were like, what are you doing going to Dubai? You know, why would you go there? And now I talk to people and they're like, what? You live in Dubai? What's it like? Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. So we have amazing infrastructure our internet i don't know how fast your internet is but mine is 800 mbps (laughs) you know know, just like the 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 infrastructure that we have i think is going to keep getting better what's available for us is going to keep getting better
0: the weather doesn't hurt either does it
1: (laughs) no and you know even like people complain and say it's too hot from you know kind of june to mid-september it's a bit hot but this city is so livable all year round that you just kind of switch your activities to the evenings and being indoors, and it's fine.
2: Yeah, we were there in July, so we understand. It was, it was hot, yeah. It was. <laughs> we, under- we understand yeah. that, that.
0: That heat. Although this morning I've been running along the canal, and because we've had torrential rain for the last few days, it's like really slippy and treacherous oh God, yeah. and I thought oh I can't wait till I can just winter abroad somewhere nice and then summer Amazing. in the
2: UK so what plans have you got for female fusion then
1: big things always big plans I like to think big <laughs> so the next thing that we're doing is we're really focusing on taking our membership global the reason for that is that this is a global economy that we're in, and so how can we help our businesses grow? We can help them grow by continuing what we're doing and helping them with introductions and making that easier, but we can also open the world to them and we can make it so Female Fusion becomes global so they're able to sell internationally, they can build partnerships and collaborations with people globally, but then also we're able to help international businesses or businesses that are internationally minded connect with other businesses around the world. So we really feel that there is power in international and supporting and helping each other globally. So that is um, probably the really big thing that we're working on um, how to to benefit our members. Um, And then a few smaller things, we're doing a big international conference in march which is going to be for female entrepreneurs and we'll be launching the uae's first awards for micro businesses um, so that will be something as well that will really be able to help businesses grow and scale for that and we're hoping to make that an international event and attract people internationally to come to that yeah. too.
2: what's the main way that you've marketed the business?
1: It has all
2: been kind of
1: organic through word of mouth connections. So we have a Facebook group that has 23,000 businesses in that. Social media, we've got quite a big following across all of our other social media channels. But typically what happens is we all know each other right and they know business owners and everybody talks and so most of the people who hear about female fusion and join female fusion is from word of mouth and the recommendations are our members will write about us and then we do do some pr as well we're in the media a lot i speak on tv on radio speak at events and that's more for general awareness but we find that the biggest strength is through word of mouth
0: Must be good then if people are telling their friends about it. That's the best endorsement you can have, isn't it? The holy grail of marketing.
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah. Mm. So two questions we ask all of our guests. And the first one Mm -hmm. is to recommend a book. Um, so a business book or a, like a mindset book or just something that's helped you along the way?
1: I love business books. I you know, I have so many of them. One that I've just finished at the moment that I really like is one that's written by Denise Duffield Thomas, which is Chill and Prosper. That one's really nice because it, it really speaks to the business owner about really making sure that you stay on your business rather than in your business and making sure that you're setting up your business in a way that you're protecting what she calls the golden goose in the business. So you are the golden goose in your business and how do you set up the business and run it that way? And it's funny that my team and I have been having a lot of discussions about that, about how as we grow, because we are growing very quickly and I'm rewriting our business strategy like every three months. It's crazy just how much growth we've seen within the business. And so making sure as well that I still have time because, you know, I look at my schedule some days and even like I just got off a plane less than 48 hours ago from North America. And I've just been nonstop. And I looked at my schedule and I'm like, I don't think I can do all of these meetings. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, A girl needs some time to rest, uh, yes. rest her brain, because I can't speak up for events and do lives and do podcasts. And so those sorts of things, as we grow, I'm really working on that. But that's a great book. Love yeah, that. it's
0: definitely. She's awesome. And it's interesting that you you say that you'd like to read business books because everyone we've ever interviewed who's successful it's the same. It's, it's an yeah. interesting fact, isn't it? We've never met anyone, apart from one person, actually, who says no. I don't really read any of those. Honestly,
1: um, so you know, it's constant. It's constant learning, right? And I think that as business owners, we need to be open to the fact that we have to
0: constantly learn and update our skills. A shortcut um, that learning by learning from somebody else who's 100%. done all of the work and can just tell yeah. you things yeah
1: which is why I'm a big fan of things like business coaching and masterminds and yes you know I have a couple of business coaches I'm in a high level mastermind because that's the only way that you're going
0: to grow so the second question is what makes you savvy because we are the get savvy club
1: I would say what makes me savvy is that I am constantly thinking big and that that again, is kind of the joke with my team. It's like, what big idea does Jen have? <laughs> and you know, I, I think that in able to grow your business, and I've been in the entrepreneurial game for over 20 years, is you need to be visionary and you need to think big and you need to think about how you can achieve that. So I would say for me, it's being a, a big thinker and thinking about how that can be implemented.
0: So thank you very much. How can people find you find out a bit more about female fusion?
1: Probably the best places on our website. So our website is femalefusionnetwork.com all one word, female fusion Network. Dot com. Our membership is currently not open at the moment. And the reason is, is that it we offer so much to our members that we have decided to go from being open all the time to only open a couple of times a year because it takes my team a very long time to onboard people and to support them into the membership. So we closed our doors in September. We have a waiting list at the moment. We'll open up the doors again next year. Um, We might do something just for our people in our wait list because we have hundreds of people on the wait list already. So we might do something before the end of the year, but you need to be on the wait list that
0: if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe
2: awesome so that was the brilliant uh jennifer Blandas. she as you heard in the podcast she has built this network of incredible uh female entrepreneurs called female fusion in dubai but it is going global now so if you're like oh, i'm not even in dubai don't worry because <laughs> <any
0: speakers. laughs> you've got one of those kevin and perry boys <sighs>
2: That's good do you think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be global. And and the mission is, I mean, I used to be when I was younger, very much like, oh, you don't need separate things for women, like everything's equal, blah, blah, blah. Because I just lived my life like I was just equal to men. Um, and then obviously as you get older, you realise there are differences like when you have kids and different things. But some interesting stats that she mentioned in that as well about like how what percentage of funding actually goes to to men and things like that. And then you think, actually. We are at slight disadvantage still, and it's not completely equal. So Slide. Slide. I still think really slight, slight. We do have slight
0: advantages as well. We have, a, yeah, I, a, yeah. I think yeah, it out at a disadvantage.
2: I would overall. I prefer
0: being female overall. Well, I do, but only because of the connections females have with each other. Hmm. I'd much rather yeah. be able to just chat, you know, and share rather than just yeah. go, all right, mate. <laughs> That's a bit stereotypical, but you know <laughs> no, what I mean. I think
2: men are getting more, more. yeah, they are changing, but yeah. Sorry, Pete, our really. podcast
0: producer, if you're an enlightened man, which I know you are. I'm not yeah, I'm all right mate. He's good <laughs> on pub. all right mate, what's that?
2: Down the pub for a pint guy. A yeah. couple of pints with the mates and then not really talk about anything other than the football. Yeah, and I couldn't be a good man, could I?
0: I would have been fine at being
2: a man back in my dreams. Although I've
0: had two husbands but and not both anyway. of them didn't like football.
2: So did all right there, didn't I? Yeah, 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 he did. To get what get them that don't like sport like live sport, mm. that, yeah, because most men, even if they're, if they're not if they're not football, then it'll be rugby, wouldn't it, yeah. or golf or so, something like that. So yeah, you know, did well if that's what your intention was. Whereas I mean, no, it's a just
0: a byproduct of life. <laughs> just just happy coincidence yeah. um yeah so um if well, maybe i just attract really feminine men <laughs>
2: yeah exactly yeah i don't like those masculine sports if, if you're interested in winning the book all you need to do is screenshot this episode and tag us in on some kind of social media whether it be linkedin you guys never tag us in anything on linkedin so why don't you do that um linkedin facebook instagram and then you Come in with a shout,
0: and the why it leaves a goddamn
2: review? Yeah, we need I to. We know. I'm going to go out. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually go and ask people for a review. Anyways, we're going now, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you All later. Right. Bye. Stay savvy.
0: That was marketing made easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.